So for me, um, effective engagement of suppliers is critical. A clear supplier engagement strategy enables real opportunity to not just challenge your own way of working, supplier base, etc., but challenge what you should be doing as a business. Yeah, what do you stand for? Uh, how do you contribute to society and to shareholder value all at the same time? Welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to world-class performance. Hello, I'm David Ketchin. I'm your host for today's session. And uh, my guests today are Georg Back and Hiten Palmer from the Hackett Group. I'm going to be guiding the discussion and providing uh, any context as, as we go through the conversation. Georg Back is our leader for Germany, Austria, Switzerland and the Nordics and spends his time working with our senior executive clients. Hiten Palmer is our procurement transformation leader and is based in the UK. So what you'll get from the conversation today is quite a heavy European flavour to some of the challenges. And what we'll be talking about is sustainable procurement. It's partly a topic for procurement leaders, but to be successful, of course, it needs to be embraced at board level and needs to have an impact across the entire business. Here in Europe, we've had significant challenges. Um, there have been massive disruptions caused by Brexit, of course. And just when we thought we had that clear, we then got hit by COVID. And we're now in a situation where ongoing suppliers have survived the pandemic, but they've not fully recovered. And it's still a very fragile supply chain that we're massaging across Europe at the moment. Just to give the context for what we'll be talking about, I mean, goal one for procurement functions, I guess, will always be cost management and obtaining supplies at the right time, at the right quality for the optimum price. And that price pressure and that price goal for procurement functions, of course, is always going to be front of mind. But there's now even more demand as before to do that job as efficiently as possible. So with a low cost procurement function. And also there's real challenges in meeting the many regulatory and compliance challenges. And sustainability is only one of those, but of course, very, very high profile at the moment. So very challenging time for procurement leaders, but one that may define whether they are truly becoming a true business partner for the rest of the business. So in the discussion today, I'd like to discuss some of the key enablers that will help procurement functions to secure the benefits for the organization and release the benefits from sustainable procurement and highlight where organizations have succeeded, but also where they're still struggling. So to give that a bit of structure, perhaps Hitem, we can start first of all with a definition. You know, when we talk about sustainable procurement, what are we actually talking about? Yeah, thanks, David. I think it's a great question and one of growing importance. Uh, I think going into COVID across the globe, it was one which was on the periphery of the radar, but going through COVID and through current think around COP26, it's actually in the forefront of the of many procurement organisations' agendas. But what is it? Let's just try and uh, demystify it. I think it's multifaceted. Today, it centres primarily around three key pillars, around environment, around social and around governance. This incorporates 
some other related topics called the circular economy, but also more and more around green financing uh, within its scope. So what, what really makes up those three key pillars? From an environmental perspective, we're seeing across every industry, across every region and location, a, a real emphasis on uh, the environment, carbon emissions, for example, uh, the use of single-use plastics, what impact your organization is having on recycling and renewables, and ultimately the climate. And in particular, the green energy agenda is growing. We work with a lot of utilities and energy companies across the world to help understand the impact of that and that transformation and transition towards a, um, a higher, higher outcome uh, from an environmental perspective. Similarly, from a social perspective, there's great visibility and and, 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 and focus on human and labour rights and how, how uh, people work, the conditions they work in, and the impact on diversity and health. With COVID in particular, it's really brought it to the fore how organisations are focused on health, what are they doing to enrich society and provide real support for social and supply diversity in many different guises. Similarly, from a business perspective, the range of business ethics, including anti-money laundering, the involvement on uh, community and social responsibility type programs, and, and fairness and equality from many directions, is something that um, procurement organisations from a sustainability perspective have to help the organisation answer to your point around business partnering. It's a critical enabler to be able to evidence that you're moving in that direction. Looking at what makes up the social agenda item, it's about how the organisation is affecting human society, labour rights, the working conditions of child labour, modern slavery and so on, but also more fundamentally from a health perspective. We've seen that through COVID. The health agenda is really coming to the fore. Similarly, from a fairness and diversity perspective, both social and from a supplier diversity perspective, lots of emphasis and challenge inside the organisation about the uh, makeup of the supplier uh, uh, pool that they use. From a governance perspective, this, this is one which is more established, I would say, in terms of business ethics, um, anti-money laundering, uh, CSR programmes, equality and fairness, responsible production. These are things which are... I think, already bedded in a lot of organisations, but more challenging for others. Today's audience, I would say, David, is, is really, as you see through COP26, all decision makers, really, all shareholders, all customers, all influencers have a, um, a real marked interest in how an organisation addresses these questions around sustainable procurement. Green value is on many companies' scorecards and are being judged at the uh, uh, in terms of share price, but is also in terms of reputational damage. Um, that's why procurement teams today are setting the agenda for these categories, setting the agenda for these suppliers, challenging their own organisations in how they can be disrupted and addressed in an innovative, cost-efficient way. And in fact, what we find is that over three quarters of our uh, organisations and clients are attempting to develop these strategies to address that challenge in a very public uh, manner.
Right. Yeah. Uh, that, so that, that's a really useful definition and to just uh, provide that context for it and many components to address. This clearly isn't just a tick the box exercise. Georg, in, in your experience, what, what have you seen as good examples of the broader themes that need to be addressed for sustainable procurement? Yeah, David, I think it's a good idea to put that topic in a, let's say, broader context. And with regard to your questions, I see two major areas to consider. The one alludes to the ESG standards and strategic imperatives that uh, Hitton just introduced. And the other one, I think, might be even more important because uh, it's a huge opportunity for CPOs nowadays to significantly extend their impact in the uh, decision-making process at board level, at CEO level, and I want to say even even beyond. Now, what is it? If you look at the at the market dynamics of the most companies we have uh, to deal with in our business, we see that uh, key changes in uh, consumer behavior and investor attitudes require the CEOs and the leadership overall to access innovative profit, profit pools with a lower carbon ident, uh, intensity as they are doing nowadays. So this is all about innovation. And now I'm coming to the procurement impact. The CPO traditionally, together with its procurement department, manages supplier innovation, right? And there is a key challenge and uh, opportunity at the same time I see for CPOs to effectively contribute to innovative business models with the objective to overall reduce the carbon footprint uh, within the business strategy of companies. The second one and the second uh, key area to consider is the execution of ESG standards. Um, as uh, Hitton alluded to, um, what we see nowadays is that um, standard supplier evaluation needs to be extended by ESG criteria and the overall ESG exposure for companies plays a major role and delivers commercial advantages. So there is a key opportunity for CPOs. It's straightforward and it's commercial, commercially measurable. For example, via the reduction of expenditures on environmental certificates, which is quite common in continental Europe, or a better, hence ESG-driven credit rating for companies. In a nutshell, two major areas that drive the value contribution of CPOs and procurement departments in a way that significantly goes beyond what we traditionally know as value contribution, which is around sourcing or process optimization. And therefore, it's, uh, it has to be on the agenda of CPOs nowadays. At the same time, it requires, not as a surprise, new innovative capabilities and skill set, technology enablement, and will trigger investment. So um, really, really broad agenda and affecting should be a, a topic for all 
parts of the business really, but driven by uh, procurement, obviously, as a topic. Uh, but it also can be a driver of competitive advantage, not just a compliance issue. So that gives us um, a useful framework to use when we're thinking about what we mean by sustainable procurement. But how do you get started? Hiten, what, what is it that you're doing with our clients to form a successful strategy? Yeah, I think look, I get really excited about this topic, David. It's, you know, it's such an opportunity. It's an opportunity to challenge. It's an opportunity to innovate. It's an opportunity to really identify strategic partners to accelerate the change in your organization. You know, so for me, effective engagement of suppliers is critical. You know, a clear supplier engagement strategy enables real opportunity to not just challenge your own way of working, supplier base, etc., but challenge what you should be doing as a business. You know, what do you stand for? How do you contribute to society and to shareholder value all at the same time and, and really provide pride for your organization and your workforce? It's an opportunity to introduce diversity into what you do um, at a range of levels from startups, local, regional, global providers and communities in many ways that today um, you, you don't even consider because it's a transaction based model, but a supplier engagement model that really thinks about who is tomorrow's strategic partners for this business, who could grow us in terms of generating mutual value is really exciting. Similarly, you know, what's, you have to think what's in your control um, uh, from a supplier engagement perspective. And there are several activities which are in your hands to shape and, and mold. Uh, for example, you know, find companies which are aligned to your business ambition uh, who have also signed up to sustainability pledges um, from your current base or to provide that competitive tension as new intra, um, entrants. Create joint plans. Be bold with your commercial strategy around joint ventures, task force, success measures. Create that ecosystem for yourself and create utilities for yourself. We see that across more and more industry sectors where you have to answer similar questions why do that in isolation? Build a utility, build an ecosystem, um, a partnership model, engage effectively and accelerate the value creation. Similarly, you know, don't be afraid to evidence it. In highly regulated models uh, in industry sectors, suppliers often say they're compliant and uh, sign up to things, but it's another thing living it. So it's really important to be clear and crisp on what is it that you uh, value and must have as part of uh, the service and engagement from a supplier. Be deliberate with it, structure how you collect that data, qualify that data. The more you do up front, the, uh, the less um, inefficient and painful downstream engagement becomes and delivery becomes. Make sure it's an activity that's better across the supplier life cycle. And finally, I would say, um, this is not a bolt-on activity. Ingrain it in your BAU, yeah, make it, um, a key component in your code of conduct, your policies, your templates, your measures, etc. Uh, make it a key or even more important component of how you segment your suppliers to really identify today and tomorrow's strategic partners because you're going to need them collectively to be successful. And where there's non-compliance, I think it's also important, and we see this with lots of lots of our clients, to to be clear on 
how what decisions you take in terms of recovery plans, penalties, and, and other other um, actions that you may undertake. Create an atmosphere of positive contribution and collaborative outcome. Incentivize that mutual value creation, and and we find that if you do that correctly, then you can provide real alternative and options for the organisation, and provide real agility in its delivery. I think that's really interesting. I mean, if we think about some of the major trends and focus of procurement functions over the last several years, a lot of it has been around consolidation of suppliers and getting more and more volume through a smaller number um, in order to build a partnership which can allow both parties to get a better deal. You know, through COVID, we've seen the fragility of the supply chain and to a certain extent, that meaning a reversing of that consolidation certainly having more than one um, is a key supplier is 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 become really important and now what you're saying here is actually to create that dynamic tension around um, suppliers outdoing themselves to uh, to show their green credentials and therefore help your organization to do the same is a really interesting uh, part to a strategy so if we um, yeah, go, go on, perhaps yeah, from what you've seen, Georg, as well, are you able to provide examples of uh, organisations that are executing well in sustainable procurement? Yeah, sure. I mean, the question is, first of all, what does well mean, right? And um, there is a clear perception um, that um, green startups or, or new innovative business models positioned by traditional companies outside their legacy uh, have a clear advantage in this in order to do well, right? Most of the sustainability awards in Germany go to green startups startups as, as a consequence. But the idea of sustainability overall, be it from a business perspective or as part of a procurement supplier relationship management strategy is not, is not new, okay? So traditional companies, they work I would say at least uh, for for years, for the last uh, five to ten years, uh, with uh, with focus in improving their their sustainability footprint, which led to the integration of uh, ESG standards, for example, in top-down incentive schemes, drilling down the organization. They established uh, standards and governance to support the execution of uh, of ESG targets. Um, they uh, incentivized um, waste management or uh, or green fleet management, etc. So there is a lot of stuff going on, and uh, and that's that's good to see. The challenge is always when it comes to the development of innovative new production processes, new business model, etc. What we see is that. A lot of innovation is going on um, outside the traditional sectors, right? Uh, with uh, in combination with new innovative uh, innovative incubators, and, and and the challenge there is to leverage that innovation within the traditional environment, which happens, for example, in the in the mobility sector or in in uh, in automotive. I think that there is way to go in order to really do well. And don't forget that at the end of the day, 
doing well will also be measured from a sector perspective, at least here in Germany, where currently there is a review ongoing by the government with regard to the update on sector targets for net zero, right? And, and, and the time in which this, this kind of targets are going to be, be executed. So, uh, the contribution of, uh, any player within the sector matters. And it's important that those strategies, and as I said earlier, procurement is one of the key enabler as a functions are being executed with focus within the, you know, strategy of the company. So clearly not straightforward to um, identify those organizations that are, are doing well and it's an, a constantly evolving um, area, um, which meaning that you need to have so. flexibility to uh, uh, adjust and readjust. So we talked a little bit about the market context. Um, we've given a definition of what we mean by sustainable procurement. We've given an outline of how a strategy might look in order to get started. If I now asked each of you to share you know, a few tips or a few absolute critical success factors for organizations. First of all, um, Hiten, maybe for those trying to secure rapid benefits, um, have you got one or two ideas that we should be sharing there? Yeah, I have, David. I, I think I, I think there are a number, actually. Um, but my number one would be it's a fantastic opportunity for procurement to, to be a business partner, not just have the ambition, but to be a real business partner. And I think that's behaving in that way, investing in your talent and educating people in that manner will realize tremendous value for the organization very quickly. Um, integrate that challenge uh, by number two, um, leveraging your asset. Your asset is your expertise. Your asset is your data. Provide the analytical insight that the business really is um, uh, craving and you have at your fingertips in a modern digital world-class procurement organization, you will become a game changer very quickly. Number two is um, live the visible strategic priority of sustainability in procurement. Be brave and challenge, but do that with the data. We find that often within um, Hackett and our clients, being data-driven enables you to open the door towards more bold, adventurous, ambitious thinking in evolving your strategy. And number three is don't don't forget to always look at delivering and measuring tangible value. Integrate that into how you measure and how you operate. Course correct, uh, fail fast, learn, course correct, and deliver that tangible value. And I think those things will enable you to, to deliver rapidly back into the organization. Thanks, Hiten. Yeah, interesting to uh, to get that perspective. And and Georg, same question. Yeah, what what are your absolute get rights? Well, in a nutshell, I would say there are three dimensions. The first one is uh, get the business alignment done. Okay, make sure that you're relevant on the C level agenda, on the CEO agenda. Okay, traditionally the CPO organizations. In, uh, in Germany, for example, report to the CFO or even worse, a part of the GBS organization. Okay. So it's important that it gets clear to uh, the top management how great this value contribution from procurement can be and is, right? And that's the first thing. The other one is collaboration. I mentioned the topic uh, of innovation and you need to make sure that you co-innovate 
with suppliers and make sure that the level of collaboration with suppliers, but also within the procurement department is at a level where you are able to generate the contribution to that important innovation topic in order to achieve access to net zero profit pools, as I mentioned earlier. I think from a strategic perspective, these are the main value drivers. And together with what uh, Hitten said before, I think it's a great journey for, for the procurement organization. Develop an action plan and make sure that you, that you uh, manage the progress on a quarterly basis. Yeah, so, I mean, we've already seen major change in procurement's role over the past few years, um, some of it being driven by external forces and a need to respond to what was happening in the marketplace, some of it uh, driven by the opportunity of new technologies and digital transformation, and some of it now being driven by regulatory requirements from the market as well. So I think it's clear to say that sustainability is a topic that's here to stay, and organizations need to develop a clear strategy and embed that end-to-end throughout the business processes. I think that sounds like that's one of the biggest challenges and throughout the ecosystem. So very interesting times. Hiten and Georg, thank you very much for joining me here today. Thank you, David, for giving us the opportunity to talk. Thank you, David. It was a great conversation. Thanks for listening. You can find the audio, helpful resources, and a transcript of each episode at podcasts.thehackagroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this or any episode, or send us an email at podcast at thehackagroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackagroup.com.